Like, right. if you can just separate him completely from, like, the ecosystem where he is allowed to, like... Right. And, 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 and maybe that's inevitably not going to happen. But at the same time, right. we're pretty damn close. He is talking about being the election being rigged in front of 25 people at a country club in southern Florida. It's just the it uh, it rocks. He, they gave him yeah. they, there's a there's a blog on his website that's it's called From the Desk of former president donald j trump where it's just him tweeting but he he's not allowed on any social media anymore so it's just this like and and the best part dude the best part is that you can heart something but there's no number next to any of the blogs (laughs) and you can't remove the heart you can't remove the heart so when you click it's just a button that you click and it's a red heart and there's no Welcome to the Hegelian Friendship Simulator, the only podcast on the internet where we try to make sense of our world one Wikipedia article at a time. I, of course, am joined by one of my closest friends, John Miklas. Oh, well, that's very nice. Surprisingly Um, nice, huh? Surprisingly nice. I'm... (laughs) Um, joined by our other co-host, uh, absolute trash human, Alex Virgil. <laughs> Piece of shit. Piece of garbage. shit. Garbage. Trash Alex Panda. Virgil. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, before we get into anything, I just want to say to our listeners, um, to the listeners who, who keep, keep up with us, um, regularly, semi-regularly, uh, an apology in advance regarding our last episode. So John and I, uh, as, as we've gotten into our groove of what this podcast might look like and where we might move forward and stuff like that, we're trying out a lot of new stuff. Uh, one thing we tried out last episode was having a guest, which conceptually is definitely something we're going to keep going with. Um, so we yep. tried that out last episode. And due to my shortcomings and follies, and that's not just me, like, taking on responsibility or anything. It's, like, truly, I just, like, dropped the ball on this. The audio for the last one was not great. Uh, The conversation content, from our perspective, because we were there for the entire conversation, was awesome. We had a great time. But because the audio was not great, I was not able to edit it. in a way that did justice to the conversation and justice to our guest and our producer, Emmy. Um, yep. So, so for that reason, we are going to take that episode down or may have already taken it down um, at this point. Um, so it's going to jump from 27 to 29 unless we finagle it or whatever. Eh, 29. I think we're, yeah, no, we're know, good. We're not going to, yeah, this isn't a dirty delete, as they say on the internet. Um, but, uh, yeah, and so it doesn't reflect at all on Emmy, really. I mean, she's only been a one. And it's funny because for other unrelated reasons, Emmy is not with us today. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, which, like, I really hope it 
does it, it, it doesn't seem like it's because of how the last episode didn't work out. Truly, it was just a tech she, issue. She is still our NSA wrangler. If anybody yes. was curious, she is still wrangling us for the NSA. Yeah. And producing... The NSA dropped the ball. Yeah, it really... Well, they, they outsourced to the DEA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that mm-hmm. was their problem. Mm-hmm. That was their problem. Mm-hmm. You can't trust those fucking corrupt oh bastards God. for anything. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, we uh, we all wish you that, that you were you were here in person. Because uh, it right. really was... The conversation was great. An excellent episode. And we are uh, still truly excited about the format, the guest format yes. going forward. I think you can absolutely expect to see it again and again and again um Mm -hmm. not all the time uh we were Mm -hmm. very excited to go back to a a back to basics classic episode today um right but the guest the guest format is a thing that we want to continue to work on and and do so Mm -hmm. um thank you anybody that listened to that whole episode i know that it was you know there was it was hard to kind of manage the the volume dial so that you got everything that you wanted to get, um, but hopefully you still found it interesting, right? Um, and uh, yeah, just we, you know, just, we're building we're building this house from the ground up together, yeah, to house as many of our friends as we can, yeah, you know. And uh, but the thing is, we're not architects or general contractors, not even the slightest, no. And but we're we're building it together, so that was a little uh, growing pains moment, I suppose. And yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, from there, Virch, do you um, do you have any unfinished business besides <laughs> the uh, yeah, right. you haunting on um, anything? So I I have actually been away from my apartment for the past week, so Michael Collins and I have not had any <laughs> conversations. Um, I'm sorry, the spirit of Michael Collins and I have not had any good conversations and my old business was originally going to be a, uh, an aspect of my interpretation of the topic of anthropomorphism that I felt like we didn't have enough time to cover meaningfully. Yeah. Um, but instead of trying to do it now, I think I'm going to just do a proper segment as a topic of it. Hell yeah. Um, and really like dive into it uh, in the next sometime in the next you know couple episodes yeah which is to say unfinished business yes haunting no haunting no all right good I love it I'm I'm sleeping soundly I ain't got no ghosts yeah. in my closet no unfinished business I, cool yeah I feel good, good for you yeah I sleep like a fucking That's baby nice. yeah yeah I used to, um, you know, I used to be the kind of person to be like, "Hey, good for you, bragger," but you know, after after this past yeah. twenty twenty, it's just like anyone who can go to sleep soundly and wake up in the morning feeling refreshed with no hauntings, fuck yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, often people fuck on the street yeah. will yell at me and they'll say, "How do you sleep at night?" And like, um, mm-hmm. you know, what is wrong with you? And I say, "I sleep right. great, man. I sleep great." Yeah, good. Yeah. As long as that cat doesn't bother you. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's the only reason I don't sleep well. It's a fucking cat. <laughs> I love you, Croissant. Um, well, okay. With that in mind, I say we keep going. We trudge forward. Yeah, I guess. Uh, into a long what, good night. Um, do you know what time what it is? What time is it? I, I don't know what time um, it is. Well, today it is time for good cooking. 
Ooh, clink, clink, clink. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, eventually, maybe by episode 50, we will have um, actual... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, it has been suggested that I begin working on that maybe about five episodes ago, and I've made zero progress on yeah, it. Yeah, so we'll get there. We'll get some audio clips, but um, whatever. So, okay, I have found I found this. Um, okay, and first of all, good cooking is a segment about food. And Hell yeah. I want it to be known that I personally would eat any food that exists culturally mm. in the world i have mm. zero qualms like i like i it's, i need it to be known that okay. food for the food i'm not i'm if i'm bringing a good cooking segment it is mm-hmm. not about ooh look at this gross thing these weird okay. people do mm-hmm. because i don't want this segment this today to read like that because I just find it it's, really interesting, and it is kind of weird. It's getting into that territory. Yeah, yeah it yeah, is kind I of weird, that. but but it, but at the same time, I appreciate absolutely. That. If I were in this in this region, I would eat it. So, uh, oh, I was yeah. doing um, some nominal research about snack foods uh, on okay. Wikipedia, which is a kind of a fun little topic. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of weird words for trail mix around the world. By the way, um, oh, just like cool. you go to. You know, I, I don't remember it off the top of my head, Good but to you know. go to Australia. Sidebar. Yeah. It's not trail mix. It's something else, something weird. Um, but yeah, I found um, a Wikipedia article that is titled AMPO, A-M-P-O, and then in parentheses, snack. <laughs> uh, and Wonderfully vague. Yeah. AMPO is a food made of soil originating from central Java and east Java, Indonesia, and eaten as a snack or light meal. It consists of pure clay without any mixture of ingredients. All right, this is next level. (laughs) Yes. Um, Ampo is made from gravel-free dark earth that is formed into thin spiral strips, then baked and smoked in a large clay pot for about a half an hour before serving. A wooden stick is used to beat the soil into a solid hard substance, where these spirals of dirt are removed with a dagger made of bamboo. Methods and production are passed on from generations, and the taste differs based on the quality of the soil. Ampo is said to have a cool and creamy texture. Wild what? stuff. So, okay, so okay. first of all, first of all, yeah, there's actually a name for this um, okay. scientifically, which is mm-hmm. not a good thing it's called geophagy um which means yeah, yeah, yeah. eating eating inedible Geophage. something inedible um it's like right. kind of like a um it's like some uh, I, it's like a habit uh yeah it's pica yeah, yeah exactly that's yeah. It, that's what it is i mean um and it's when you ice being the most um common i i would say within our yes general. yeah and it's yeah. it's when you have like kind of like a like a tick or like a, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the word. Um, you just you you compulsion compulsion exactly. Yeah, you have a compulsion to eat something that is not technically edible. Um, right. But this is not that. This is something different. Right. This is this is and and so like culturally, Ampo is revered by the native women who are pregnant, and they say that it it, oh, it like um 
can add like nutrients into their diet. Um, I'm sorry, where where in the world is this again? So it's in Indo- Indonesia, Central and East oh, Java. Java, Java. Okay. Yeah, and Java is um, the the uh, the island with um, Jakarta on it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you get you get um, Borneo, which is the big round one. Yeah, where Brunei is in, and then you have like the long one underneath. Yes, that's Java. Yeah, and Central and East Java are the provinces that aren't Jakarta. Um, okay, but like, mind you, this is not uh, so okay. And and I, I I'll I'll go away from the Wikipedia article for a second. I I had to see it. I watched a YouTube video that I think will be added into our yeah. links our links for the episode. Um, and it's so uh the. So the YouTube oh, video so is cute. not in English. It's um, it's from a Indonesian travel show called Jejak Sigundul, um, and it's this guy that, from what I deduced, goes around Indonesia doing like eating stuff from different islands because Indonesia is a is a country of like three hundred million people across right. like thousands of different islands, like. Mm-hmm. huge cultural diversity mm-hmm. that is not yeah. like widely you know obviously not widely known and so like there's enough material for a travel show for this guy to just go around different parts and i watched him it's a 10 minute clip on youtube manisan ampo him making and eating ampo with like fucking normal people um, right, this right, is, right. It, it's not. This is not like um, as the, if it were any other. Exactly. It, it travel it, show snack food. It reads. It reads and looks the way if you were to watch something on Sicily of old Italian women making pasta. Like that's exactly how it reads. It's so interesting, and they 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 make this this stuff out of clay, and they bake it, and they pull it out, and then they cover it with shaved papaya and shaved um, oh. and dragon fruit. They they make rice in dragon fruit juice and shaved papaya, and then they cover the ampo. So it's like kind of like a sweet snack. Um, and the 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 soil, like the the baked soil, is just like the carrier for the all the flavors that's oh man i'm like you know in a phase of my life where i'm all about breaking down paradigms and like shifting paradigms yeah yeah (laughs) this is because i thought you were gonna talk about some kind of bug protein right that's whatever i'm actually a big fan of bug protein by the way i'm a huge i mean it's crickets sustainable af and are very tasty you, you mm-hmm. go and get some Oaxacan cuisine and some crickets. You dip yeah. into guacamole. It's very good. So, crickets but crickets. yes, I, and I, and I, that is part of the thing is that I don't like, I not, nothing is weird. Everything mm-hmm. is not weird to someone. Mm-hmm. And Ampo is very, very interesting because it does t- kind of toe the line between right. what is, what we already kind of classified as like a, a compulsive eating disorder right um but it is a culture it is a cultural thing uh yeah. in the island of java uh the the youtube video is fucking bananas i'm ab- we're absolutely gonna put the link on there and if you i would suggest i was 
I was really high when I watched it and it made <laughs> it made it like just like I kind of imagined what they were saying like it wasn't it isn't in English so if you're in a okay. position where you're okay with just watching 10 minutes of an Indonesian travel show that is no subtitles not in English like no. you're gonna have a good time because you're Jimmy we're talking mode. to you Jimmy yeah. <laughs> um, it's a uh, the travel channel that that show is interesting too because i had to like dig into like the indonesian wikipedia to find anything about it but it looks like they've had they've had like 35 hosts like it's a big it's a show and the interesting Mm -hmm. thing is on the youtube video all of the comments are in i I, so the language is so interesting i thought it was a filipino travel show at first because it sounded like there were spanish words um But it is Indonesian, so I don't know if I was just like a foreign language that I understand. I was like catching on or what, um, mm-hmm. or if maybe there are some Spanish words in that whatever like the trans Indonesian yeah. languages. Um, very interesting, good stuff. Though. That's that. That's that like classic like crossroads of history shit where it's like, okay, you get some proto proto Indo, you know, Greek Indo whatever and then you also have a heavy muslim influence and then you also have like the spanish colonial influence absolutely there's a lot like dutch there's a shit ton of dutch influence like there's just a lot going on yeah Mm -hmm. um so that's that's about ampo i mean there's some other stuff on the wikipedia page that talks about like health risk and obviously um so the wikipedia article reads i will say this is an interesting thing you read the Wikipedia article and you think that this is being performed by barefoot, grass skirt, fucking mm-hmm. Islander people, primitive, right. mm-hmm. um, because it says like there's health risks if you pull dirt soil from the top layer and there's manure right. or human or feces yeah, in it. Yeah, who knows like, exactly? You get round, you know, rounder, all sorts of stuff. You watch this video on YouTube and they have like actual fields that are specifically for cultivating the soil that they want for this dish and it's like no this is not there are real people who we would just have a conversation (laughs) with if we spoke the same language and they're they're not like there's nothing weird about it and it's not primitive and i do Mm -hmm. think i would i would challenge i would say that there is a level of orientalism Right, that exists in Wikipedia and how Wikipedia mm-hmm. comes off in the English dictionary sense mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. need to ha- like fit some sort of like visual right. component to understand what's going on, you know? Yeah, no, I feel you. T- talk about like this is one of our like unspoken, unofficial goals. I think with the with this podcast that mm-hmm. maybe like that wasn't the intent when we started it, but like the reframing of what we consider normal accepted regular whatever like that's why i'm so happy that when it was good cooking and you went into like i i just want you to know that i'm not like yeah you know whatever and in my head i could not even begin to conceive <laughs> that this might have been what you were talking about hell yeah which is what yeah which is the beauty of existing in this world. If you came from a fucking culture where like people weren't just like, Oh, vegetables versus animals. It's like, yeah, why not 
clay. Right. Right. <laughs> if it has proven to not kill everyone, you know? Yeah. Tastes good. You can put stuff yeah. on it. It's because There's minerals in it that like provide benefits possibly, you know? What is so different? Because what they do is you see they they dry out the soil mm-hmm. and they they um run it through like a mesh grate so they get rid of any of the rocks and shit and then they mm-hmm. add water to it and at that point once you've run it through the mesh grate how is it mm-hmm. any different than grain than than crushed grain right it's no right. different it's just a it's just a mechanism to create some sen- sense of like vehicle for food that you want for flavor it's it's like almost no different than a tortilla and i just looked up the images like they look like really tiny little like taquito slash you know they're just like little yeah if i was presented with ampo and someone was like yeah it's a snack eat it I would have no qualms about like oh, yeah. yeah okay yeah no exactly oh, it's like man it's very interesting I love it I I like it it was cool reading about it because I was like oh man this is just something that I would have never expected never to to yeah when you get food when you learn about food that is just completely out of your cultural register like yeah. it's exciting I think it's a really exciting <sighs> cool thing. Oh man, I'm but an ant on a log. Ants on a log. The <laughs> crazy thing is that the log that we thought we had, which is Earth, yeah. isn't even the only log. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's like just one little like branchy little thing the on the main log. Yeah. <laughs> that we thought was the log, but it's yeah. just oh god. <laughs> wow. Thank you, John. Yeah good stuff you're gonna watch that video later aren't you i am absolutely gonna watch that video and possibly more i just really like you know and this is the part where like my brain needs to be able to comprehend it yeah right like i want to be able to picture what it's gonna what the experience of eating it is like right i know i would love i would love to try it and i'll admit this you know Nicholas, you prefaced that you would you would try anything, and the whole time you were saying that, I was thinking like I actually have a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a single food I've tried that I don't like, or mm-hmm. like that I won't eat. You know, like some Japanese like pickled foods. It's like I don't know if I could finish the whole dish that I was given. Yeah, there's Whatever. some pretty there's some pretty stuff like some pretty st- yeah there's startling some stuff in Japanese. You come from a culture that is like like kind of at the top of the list of like we've done right. some stuff that i'm not sure the rest of the world is gonna understand like right 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 the fermented bean paste stuff and like not so yeah like uh you know but it, it it is i mean it's just i think it's always humbling to yeah to know that like food exists because people eat it and so it's like mm-hmm. if somebody's eating it there's a reason that they do you know and there are there are differences right there's like people who are eating based on survival but mm-hmm. if a if a culture develops and something sticks around like right there's a reason man and and you got to at least you got to pay you know your your personal deference to that yeah. fact
Um, well, hey guys, um, John here. Uh, you might be asking why that record scratch sound just happened. Well, you see, it's because sometimes when we record, we have weird, strange gaps that will emerge for no reason at all. Uh, and sometimes it's when we talk about especially sensitive information. Now, we're trying to not be conspiratorial about this all, but Virgil and I just had a lovely 45-ish minute conversation about psychonautics and the potentially breathtakingly important uh, progress of um, experimental ways to understand the universe. Um, And Virgil's... uh, Virgil's audio is completely blank for that section, so take that as you will. Um, I guess, Virgil, you could probably give a, a nice brief outline of of what it is, unless you're worried that now uh, the NSA is listening even deeper than just having Emmy on as a producer. <laughs> All right. That's, I don't even know how to approach this, because I am... I like... Tr- I'm not a superstitious person. I think... You know, we talk about, like, spooky coincidences and, like, we jokingly say synchronicity. I don't adhere to that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, uh, as 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 so many women on dating apps who assert that uh, they're not like every other girl, I'm going to quote The Office right now. Um, I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. <laughs> and the... There's just, like, no reason that it cut out, like, the tech, you know, the software didn't give me a note, whatever, and it comes right, and it starts recording again right at the end of the subject, and what we were talking about was psychonautics, so the exploration of the mind, whether through meditation or, uh, you know, more excitingly, yeah, drugs, Yeah. Um, and so I went through a few of, you know, kind of the major tent pole, like, people, you know, the different godfathers of the subject kind of thing, starting with Aldous yeah. Huxley, who's probably most famous among most people uh, for having written Brave New World. Um, and then kind of a little bit into Timothy Leary, who was, a, who, mm-hmm. who was kind of like the real LSD kind of psychonautic guy, the first. Mm-hmm. And then uh, into Terrence McKenna a little bit. But... um. You know, the stuff that we're touching on is like the unspeakable universal stuff, you know, the the thing that lies between the paradox, within the paradox. Yeah. And uh, I'm a little spooked out that it didn't record, and I feel like, you know, maybe there's something there that, so I don't want to get too into it, but that those are definitely the key points. That's something you find interesting, you know. Yeah, and, and I would say with regards to the rest of the episode, um the page if if anyone wants to go through the syllabus and yeah. is following along uh we unfortunately don't have the um mental capacity to go back and and redo that conversation right. and i'm sure it will come up again but mm-hmm. um i think the the subject matter that we got really kind of stuck on was um it has its own wikipedia page actually it's a timothy leary quote which is mm-hmm. um tune in turn on and drop out. Um, and so that'll have some kind of significance in yeah, the next uh, 
the next uh, segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I think we both come to an agreement that we feel a lot of um, wariness yeah. to the implications of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the phrase that are the word that we used, or at least I used to describe it was dangerous. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a very dangerous way of in, envisioning the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously more nuanced and complicated than like take drugs and burn out, um, to, which is something that Timothy Leary was very explicit about. Uh, so, that's, I think, a page and a subject matter worth looking at if you're interested in the kind of like going down the road of psychonautics. And and like we said in the the audio that is now gone, uh, this is a subject that is going to come up again for us, I think, that we're going to want to talk about more. Um, so this wasn't the only opportunity to talk about it, but it was some spooky, spooky stuff uh, that we are missing the exact piece um, just blank in Virgil's audio. So, so uh, take that what you may. I mean, if you if you like the idea that this podcast is a little bit dangerous, um, then interpret it however you would like to interpret. Man, spooky, spooky stuff. There's, I do want to talk about spookiness for a second yeah. though, because I've been having a particularly interesting yeah. week. Because I went up yeah. to Washington to visit my family, went on a lot of like nature walks and stuff, and there was this one walk where uh. I was going along the river, but on the road, mm-hmm. and so I was trying to find a way towards into the like actual, the river yeah, yeah, area, the, the you know, riverside, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm listening to some like you know Zen Buddhist stuff, yeah. whatever, like kind of getting in the mood. And uh, and uh, the snake, Ooh. as I, I find the first entrance, I go down like five steps, and a snake just like crosses my path, and I was like, all right, not spooky snake it's yeah. a snake you know but that's enough of reason for me to be like mm, no mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't need it i've been to this river before yeah i mean if there is um if if there is i'm not saying that this is how the world works but <laughs> if if we did live within something that is more um structured on a spiritual plane mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. than just we are carbon on a rock floating through space um yeah. the the idea of signs through like mm-hmm. natural like natural symbology is something that i kind of go to pretty quickly where i'm like I it's like it's similar to tarot cards. Have you ever used our right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tarot. I've had one reading last year. And it's it was... very cool because tarot. Yeah. I don't think that you. I think that it would be irrational and kind of silly yeah. to accept tarot readings as if they are um, canon or as if they are. Right, uh, literal prophecy. Yeah, yeah. direct. But yeah, the yeah. thing that they do is that they structure your um, focus. Right, they like structure what you are mm-hmm. looking for, and so it allows you to start seeing the world in a different way. To say, ooh, maybe yes, maybe okay. I they pulled this card. How does this relate to my life? What should I be thinking about more? What should be like 
more mm-hmm. primally on my conscious rather than just stuck in my subconscious. Right. And I think animals are the same mm-hmm. way. I was I was away from home last weekend and saw we saw two coyotes run across the road on a, a same drive in different places and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, somebody's going to try and fuck with me. Mm. <laughs> you know. <it> was, <laughs> one of those days yeah dude on on that on that same walk though then i got a text from someone who i hadn't heard Mm. from in a few months who i hadn't seen in a year and a half that was literally just like you popped in my head so i'm just texting you popped up in my head and then same walk bumped into this woman who i had briefly interacted with last time i was up in washington Hmm. Because she was there when a giant tree almost fucking fell on top of me in the forest. Yeah, Did I ever oh, tell yeah, you about I remember this? that. Yeah. 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 Well, there's a woman that was there who was like with the crew that was like, hey, you okay? Whoa. And like, you, you saw her again? That, did you? Whoa. Yeah. She was biking down the biking down the path, and I was just like, why do I recognize her? And I was like, oh my God. Whoa. So all on the same walk. And then, you know, come back. We. We do the recording. There's like a couple other things that are just like, oh, little things that I normally wouldn't notice. But, you know, having one of those weeks. And then yesterday, hanging out with uh, my roommate and our our, our, my new friend. And we're all kind of having like a spiritual day, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And uh, at two different points in the night, there's an earthquake. Yeah. Right. Two earthquakes. And they were right off the coast of Hermosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. You know, and so we're just sitting there kind of being like having like an emotional realization and then and then to have this recording not record, you know, all I'm saying is Michael Collins, you're about to get kicked yeah, out. Oh, my God. Live. Live. Just texting me. <gasps> A lot Spooky. Of, yeah. Synchronicity, man. Spooky. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Wild stuff. So for that reason, we're not going to talk we're, about the thing. We're not going to. Yeah, we're not going to get too deep into it again. Um, yeah. But uh, and and we'll we'll shoot you guys back out straight into the 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 conversation. So in, if there maybe there might be, yeah. I don't know how much of the a detail. second There's, or two. Maybe yeah, some, just just accept out. that you're going to hear another record scratch pretty soon. Here you're going to go back into the original mm-hmm. conversation. Um, and we'll leave yeah. it at that. If you have any yeah. um, suggestions for Verge so that he doesn't um, yeah. get Final destination or killed by the government, yeah. either oh, of my them, gosh. just please send them our way. Either of them. I, you know, it, whether this is a spiritual haunting or whether yeah. it is um, the work of um, the reptilian agency at the government that you know right. one or the other the adjustment yeah, bureau I, we don't want it we don't want either of that smoke so i don't want so it help us out mm-hmm. yeah help us out all right on that note give me some on tips. that note i think we'll go back to the right. the og conversation but thank you for thank Whew. you for for following along i know this is a complicated one yeah it's a weird one but we promise we'll get back yeah. to normal now yeah and and i think that he is fundamentally and i don't say this as like a a, like a derogatory thing i'd say this like almost um complimentary 
more dangerous than the mainstream philosophy would give him credit for. Because people don't, I mean, people say, oh, you, you get stoned or you take acid and, and drop out of society. You're fucking not a danger to anyone but yourself, right? Uh-huh. But that, his, what he is saying is like extremely subversive. What he actually means is more subversive than anyone gave him credit for. It's it's scary, man. I mean, that's a scary thing to 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 tell people to for people to to break into. You know? Yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. That is really scary. I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean it in a way that's like that kind of idea spreading popularly has the ability to completely upend and turn over the mm-hmm. the current change the current mm-hmm. and that's the mm-hmm. purpose of it but similarly to i mean a lot of different movements where it's like you change the current and what do you do instead and and there's what what happens after that i think i mean i think i sound like my parents but that that is a scary. it's scary. I mean, it's it's it scares Omelas. people. That's leaving Omelas. Yeah, absolutely. Where do you go? There's no, we don't we know. don't we, we no don't idea. know. We don't know. We are so yeah. incapable. Like that. It, the cool thing about that is that he was talking about like the step, but the reason that it doesn't work traditionally is because the step after is much much harder even considering how difficult the 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 step the turn that dropping out is dropping out's not easy at all not at all no No. it makes life harder and to a degree yeah yeah but yeah that's some crazy shit hell yeah um timothy leary i uh again like i say i i i consider i don't consider him the end all be all at all on the subject um, I would say Terrence McKenna is the next mm. iteration of that, and I very much vibe with a lot of what he says. We don't have too much time to go into it, but we may in the future. Yeah, I th- I would say that there is there's clearly more more info to mine here. In uh yeah, but I what yeah no I mean I'm. But that's about it. I mean for now, you know. What yeah, I, mean? I would like, say this is gonna be something that yeah. keeps popping up. I think we've exhausted our energy on it, to be honest. Yeah. My mine for sure. Um but I like it. I mean there's we're, we're, we're getting there's definitely it. there's definitely places to go and people to see in that in that world. Yeah. And and I we're shifting paradigms. You know, I'm I would say that I am still I remain skeptical in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um in yeah. the sense that philosophically i'm not sure that they well i i find it it's hard to it's hard to apply credit to people who after their life has ended have not um made a dent in the thing that they that they proclaim to Mm -hmm. want to change you know 
Mm-hmm. And so there, that's something that needs to be kind of like unpacked and be like, well, why? Because clearly there's something there, but like, well, why did, why are they, why are we, why are we further, why have we regressed from the place that they said mm-hmm. that they wanted to go towards? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's, we, we, I feel like we might have to do like a separate, like a series. Where we don't yeah. present new idea, ideas, but just undo the unpacking of the thing, right? Yeah. Um, do you, should we should we move on? Do you wanna you wanna hear my topic? Yeah, I I'm I'm done. Yeah. I'm I'm done for, for yeah, now. Yeah, hell yeah. We're putting <laughs> a pin in it, but we are definitely gonna come back. And in yeah, but there's your intro. Instead, we're gonna talk about mummies. <laughs> Let's go, mummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you Fuck heard. Yeah. Um, but there was a mummy discovery this this week. <gasps> uh, so, um, an Egyptian mummy that for decades was thought to be a male priest was recently discovered to have been a pregnant <gasps> woman. Fuck yeah, yeah! Crazy stuff. Best best breaking news. I best ever news ever. The woman, uh, the pregnant woman, was um, estimated to have been twenty six to thirty weeks. Um, pregnant at the time. Oh, which, and how did they think it was a guy? I don't. Well, okay. So, so this is a crazy thing. Uh, and this article says that. Um, so the mummy, which was donated by the University of Warsaw in eighteen twenty six, was eventually housed at the National Museum of Warsaw. The mummy was called the Mummy of a Lady in the nineteenth century. However. That okay. changed in the following century when translated hieroglyphs in, on the mummy's coffin and covering revealed the name of a priest. Um, radiological examinations conducted in the 1990s also led some to interpret the sex of the male mummy to be male. So first of all, what a what? an indictment on radiological studies because because you know some asshole was like, yeah. oh yeah yeah no. We think it's a male. Yeah, no. The radiological study it, it shows it's probably yeah. a male. It's like no, they they clearly the the Polish researchers in eighteen twenty six like reached into it and were like, Oh oh, that's a baby in there. There's a belly here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like and and yet the science passed mm. to the point of common sense. To be wrong, and the only way to adhere <sighs> to the science of it all, you know what I mean. So there's like some what a classic example of how much our need for our dominator male paradigms to persist can muddy up everything. Objective yep. science. Boo hiss. Um, Boo hiss. But I don't really want to talk about this mummy in particular. I kind of want to. Oh, I want to okay. talk about mummies, dude. Um, Hell um, yeah! And I do. So I just finished a book um, called A Canticle for Leibowitz. You ever read that book? No. Uh, so it's a science fiction novel. Um, it's three three books um, in in one over the court. Like basically, it was written in the 1950s about a nuclear Armageddon um, destroying okay. human civilization. Uh, and, oh, a 1950s sci-fi uh, book. <laughs> yeah, and then there is a a um, 
a mission or like a like a, a monastery in southern Utah that collects okay. information from the old world, um, and they, okay. and then the the second book is about like a little bit later when the the real world or like the you know civilian world wants to start collecting knowledge again, so they come to the monastery. And the the mm. third book is then about like the cyclical like redestruction of the world via nuclear disaster um but but in the third book this this part really that the there's a doctor who is talking with the abbot of the monastery and the Mm. the doctor is talking about how um victims of radiation um there is a new law in their whatever land like the new america where if people have radiation poisoning, they can get euthanized. And the abbot, of course, is super against it because like Catholicism right. has existed, like has has yeah. persevered through this entire, like I think it's like supposed to be like 15 centuries after um, mm-hmm. the 20th century. It's like 3,500. <laughs> and somehow uh, yeah. it's just it survived through this yeah. monastery. It's it, tenacious motherfucker it's the monastery of saint Leibovitz, who is like a some scientist from from the 20th century basically um and so the visitor shrugged i'm sorry i'm reading directly from the book now um uh, the doctor shrugged like euthanasia i'm sorry father i feel that the laws of society are what makes something a crime or not a crime i'm aware that you don't agree and there can be bad laws ill-conceived true but in this case i think we have a good law if I thought I had such a thing as a soul and there was an angry God in heaven, I might agree with you. Abbot Zerke smiled thinly. You don't have a soul, doctor. You are a soul. You have a body, temporarily. The visitor the, the visitor laughed politely, a semantic confusion. The abbot said, true, but which of us is confused? Are you sure? So... So okay, I was thinking about this a lot. Um, yeah, you, you don't have a soul; you are a soul. You have a body, mm-hmm. and I was thinking mm-hmm. about it in the context of mummies. Um, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I know why it came up, but like the idea of mummification, of 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 preserving the body, to me, still as someone outside of the cultural spheres that did it or do it, it feels so god dang unnatural, right? Like mm-hmm. once once the soul escapes the body, that body ain't ain't worth nothing anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just it's a very I don't know, it's a very strange thing to me. And and right. I, I they saw it as a vessel. Yeah, um so the thing though is that mummies i mean obviously have like a certain um a certain association with ancient egypt but we have found mummies on every single continent on earth there Mm -hmm. are cultures across many many different regions that have that have mummified people Mm-hmm. However, one of the things that I thought was super interesting is that this is obvi- this is more associated with cultures 
in very very dry places right. uh, and I and it is such a curiosity to me that maybe mummies like the the mummification of ancestors begets an interest in preserving the body in future generations and so it's like the first Egyptian mummies might have just been preserved because it's so fucking dry that's such an interesting that's such an and then they were like yeah huh, interesting we could do this even better if we took out all their organs and we wrapped them in cloth and we right. put pine tar on them you know like and then it just like contagious like spirals out of control the other thing i thought about with egypt is that this is a fucking very sophisticated culture very right. very and isn't it interesting that essentially, if not the most associated cultural aspect of theirs, or let's say top three to five, is the thing that was preserved, the preserving thing. And so mm-hmm. we have this image of Egypt as mummies being so important to their culture, and yet in reality, it's a false bias because it's just the thing that that we right. have. Like, like we have more information about ancient Greek and Roman culture because they wrote everything down, and their languages basically created our language. And so it's like, oh, we know all this stuff about their culture. Ancient Egypt, right. Egyptian culture, we're like mummies. But the re- the reason we're like mummies is because mummies were a f- the preservation of the body. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's the, yeah. Like the there's nothing to say that any other culture from that time didn't have just as important and prolific, um, like death rituals that didn't right. involve preserving the body. Mm-hmm. And. Death rituals are not the entire part of what it's like to be alive, right? They're mm-hmm. a very, very small part. I've been to, like, I don't know, like 10 funerals in my life. They mm-hmm. they have, I have spent a thousand times more time sitting at a stoplight than I have at funerals in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. It's Sitting at a stoplight is a much more cultural... I associate myself much more culturally with sitting at a stoplight than I do at funerals. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. And I'm sure that e- ancient Egyptians associated way more time with other shit that they didn't write down or we don't know about than they do about mummies. And yet mummies are like this thing that we think about them, you know? Yes. It's weird, That's right? That's so interesting, dude. That's that. Oh, fuck. That's some shit. That's some shit. Because I've never considered the difference of death rituals, for example, between like an Amazon tribe and an Egyptian whatever, like solely based on the aridness of the area. Right. Yeah. And and, and how much we are affected by what may have just been a simple climate difference yeah no absolutely and and so dude you're just incepting me today with just like yeah there's a lot of stuff going on paradigm shifty shifty times so i do want to focus then on a a thing that i find 
potentially more interesting than the preservation of the body, which we've already agreed upon in our conversation right now that um, is a vessel for the soul or whatever yeah. it may be, right? Um, right. I want to talk about Buddhist mummies. Um, because yeah. they are a very specific strain of mummies. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. have very specific cause, and it's... An intense... Yeah, it so so basically um there is a term um mm-hmm. soku shinbutsu. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the term? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So yes. soku shinbutsu are a kind of Buddhist mummy and the mm-hmm. the term refers to the practice of Buddhist monks obver- observing asceticism, ascetic mm-hmm. asceticism to the point mm-hmm. of death and entering right. mummification while alive. Yes. They are actually quite prominent in a number of Buddhist mm-hmm. countries. And it is believed that many hundreds of monks tried uh, to do this, but only 24 mummifications mm-hmm. have been discovered to date. So mm-hmm. essentially what happens is if someone is so adherent to mm-hmm. the idea that and correct me i mean this is this is from an, this no, is an outsider no. perspective but if someone is so adherent to the the concept of like starving your body of like material wants and needs right and your only goal is to reach enlightenment mm-hmm. you could quite literally die while in the state of meditation Mm -hmm. and by nature of the fact that you are already starving your body of the nutrients it needs right you are like empty of the things that would rot and decay your body when you die like you are an empty vessel because like like part of the part of the thing about like preparing for it is like you literally just eat like bark yeah 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 so the, i did, i was reading about that this so obviously soku shinbutsu is a japanese term this it's mm-hmm. not um unique to, to japan it's unique to mm-hmm. a like a, a certain number of buddhist strains but it seems like there are many um right and um the the term the thing that you were talking about is mokujiki Eating of yeah. trees or woods, and it's a practice mm-hmm. of abstaining from cereals, cooked foods, and then consuming only foods from mountain forests. Um, mm-hmm. And so, actually, I see the preservation of the body on aesthetic principles as a mm-hmm. fairly, and this is so so generalized. And right. the ancient Egyptians, they're in my house right now. They fucking slap me in the face and be like you don't get it at all <laughs> um but the the preservation of the body on mm-hmm. a, an aesthetic level is mm-hmm. um misinterpreting kind of like what it means to be alive yeah whereas this is buddhist monks are quite the opposite because mm-hmm. they are almost proving the fact that you are your soul you are not your body and they mm-hmm. leave a shell of themselves 
mm-hmm. after having achieved the thing that they set out to achieve. The mm-hmm. body is a is a, an indication that they are no longer there. Mm-hmm. The the body on display isn't them. They are gone. They mm-hmm. have done it. They have achieved enlightenment. They have they have separated themselves from the earthly remains. And yeah. what it, what remains is a like you know in some cases a home for geckos or scorpions. You know, it's like it's <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. the thing. There's there's like like this like guy. Cool, um, yeah, go. Well, there's a cool uh, like a, a statue where they did like a, a X-ray, and it turns out there's like a human skeleton mummified inside of it. Um, dude, fucking, fuck. it fucking rocks, dude. Uh, yeah. This guy, Luang Fo Dang, or Deng. Okay. Um, he was a Thai Buddhist monk, and mm-hmm. he died while meditating in 1973. So, mind you, this is not like, this is not folklore. This guy died in 1973. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, his mummified body is on display um, at a temple in thailand on an island uh, in thailand and the mummy is notable for sporting a pair of sunglasses placed by the caretakers to hide the decomposed eye sockets to make the display less disturbing a native gecko species uses the body as a hatchery with eggs laid behind beneath the skin i i'm just i'm 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 in love with this it sounds like it sounds super like grotesque or gory, but it it couldn't right. be further from it. It's it's an indication that 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 something's happening here. You know that, that, that there's something that this is this is more. It's more than just like we're more than just carbon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like or or our bodies are not more than carbon, but we are. Right. We are more than than all of all of what we say that what we understand ourselves to be. I mean, in in a way, it reminds me of the "Do not go gentle into that good night" poem. You know, like rage, rage against the dying of the light. Like this is like I'm going out on my own terms. This is what it means to be actualized. Yeah, enlightened, and like. This is how you live on past your physical corporeal death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your your body is a testament to the the fundamental strength yeah. or perseverance of man. You know, it's just a. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, you know what's interesting? There is something interesting where I kind of what's weird is I see it as like a zealotry in in a way that like misinterprets the original message of the Buddha, which is funny. The Gautama Buddha. Like you, the you would Buddha. say you, you interpret this, the, the self mummification. Yeah. As like, as like uh you know what, if that's it's, it's, it's the Buddhist grill pilling. Right. Because Buddhism, very similar to Hegelianism, it's like if you follow the story of Gautama Buddha, it's started as like a fairly wealthy prince, mm-hmm. shed that, became ascetic, lived the ascetic life. Yeah. And his true enlightenment 
is the middle path, which is it's not any better to be radically ascetic. This is, I mean, this is, uh, and obviously there is more nuance to what Timothy Leary mm. was Leary was saying. But how is this? Right. This is sim. This is on the same yeah. line as like uh, turn on, tune in, mm-hmm. drop out. How is this not dropping out? I mean, this is the exact, right exactly. This is it. It's like what does drop out mean, and how? What is the nuance, and who is dropping out correctly? Because because ultimately. We don't, we, we, you, I come back to the question, right? What do we owe to mm-hmm. each other? Right. And the answer in my head, ultimately, my personal conviction is a whole fucking lot. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and whether he wanted it to be meant that way or not, when Timothy Leary says drop out, he's mm-hmm. implying you don't owe anything to anyone besides yourself. And similarly, these these you know self mummifying people are choosing a a pathway that right. implies I don't know I don't owe it to anybody. I gotta get to enlightenment. I gotta reach mm-hmm. it. I ha- mm-hmm. it's this is my path. What do mm-hmm. I owe to anybody? It doesn't matter. I'm I don't I don't owe anybody anything. Nobody owes mm-hmm. me anything. I'm checking out. I'm dropping out. Dude, that's goddamn you do you, you you hit on something huge because the the difference between like so like the idea of a Buddha versus a bodhisattva. Mm-hmm. A Buddha is someone who's reached enlightenment and like moves out of samsara, moves out of the loop. Groundhog Day and all of the movies that came after it about repeating days is essentially the hollywood version of the idea of buddhist right samsara right or hindu samsara right um and moving out of that is enlightenment you break out of that loop is enlightenment bodhisattvas are people who like are on the cusp of enlightenment who choose to stay behind to help other people get closer right but what's funny is terence mckenna suggests not through his own words necessarily um but I just remember him talking about it. That bodhisattvas find an immense amount of relief in making the decision to be a bodhisattva hmm. because they don't have to leave Omalas. Yeah. They don't actually have to leave. So as much as it is, so it's like, what's the, what's the more ethical thing, right? Right. To reach enlightenment and to be maybe an example of it for others without actually directly interacting and helping or being the person who ethically says oh i'm not gonna grill pill myself i'm not gonna i'm not gonna leave and i owe it to other people to try and but is that a kind of vanity and is that the safer choice because you're staying in omalas under the guise of trying to save that one child yeah somehow and meanwhile you're reaping the benefit do we know i don't know It, it can we possibly reconcile those two man or do we get to again fall under the banner of hegelianism and say it's kind of both at the same time yeah and go and sleep fucking soundly in yeah no yeah I'm, I'm, nothing's haunting me i'm sleeping soundly <laughs> and honestly i'm sleeping soundly knowing that um 
I mean, that that worldview comforts me so much more than, mm. uh, certainly than the Christian worldview, which is right. the eternal question, right? Like the eternal yeah. decision, the judgment, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. where, what is it? Is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I, that, am I going to be spanked or do I get a cookie? And I mean, think about the, think about the, the cultural through, I mean, think about the guilt if you're out there listening and you are from a culture from East Asia or, you know, are just like not, mm-hmm. didn't grow up like in any way tangential to like Catholicism, mm-hmm. h- hug a Catholic, honestly, hug a Catholic. Yeah. Because the amount of guilt, of 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 terror that mm-hmm. those people live mm-hmm. with have mm-hmm. to live with based on the prism through which they see the world whether they practice right. or not is is overwhelming and and mm-hmm. and the the relief that mm-hmm. exists in understanding that no matter what happens yeah there's there's another chance is is i don't know it's it's i wouldn't leave omelas i would not i would not be the one to walk away mm-hmm. also if you haven't, I think we've talked about it on the show. Go read the ones who walk away from Omelas. Yeah, it's like it t- it, it's like a, a 10, 15 minute read. Yeah, you really should. at most. Uh, but I, I mean, I in the frame of that story, I wouldn't walk away. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a fucking coward. I know you, I am. Uh, is that is that what it is? I think is so. Is that what you think it is for yourself? I think it is. Yeah, for myself, I think I'm because a I think I think I, I I try to tell myself that it's the fact that I'm a citizen of Omalas that makes me stay. Hmm. Right, that I'm a part of it. And when I hear you so openly just say like it's because I'm a coward, it makes me wonder if I'm just saying that I'm a citizen of Omalas because it's the nicer thing, right? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like emotionally. I have left Omalas, but where I would say I am right now is on the fence of Omalas looking out and trying to figure out a way to save that kid. Right. I mean, yeah. And, and there's, there's layers to it, right? Like if we, if we saw like the equivalent of that kid in the U S like we would be Mm -hmm. planning how we could bomb the federal building right like yeah right it's like the reality of it and yeah and obviously omelas is a lot bigger than a single town in that story mm-hmm. like that allegory mm-hmm. condenses like what in reality is just like this like overwhelming overbearing feeling of being trapped um mm-hmm. and the only reaction that i have is to like ignore it mm-hmm just like I do most often when I'm on the street walking past a homeless person, you know, it's just like pain and suffering is something that I so deeply want to have the capacity to deal with. Uh, But I, I just don't, I just don't, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to mummify myself. I don't, I don't want to ever leave. I want to know more. Mm -hmm. I want to get deeper Mm -hmm. into it. And so, and, and, and I hope, 
You'd up you would upload your consciousness to the eternal drive. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean Hell yeah. because I don't care Me about too. this body, you know, and I but but this I am this body a body ain't done nothing for me. I am a soul, right? I am right. a soul. I'm not a body. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. body and so so where the soul goes, like I hope somewhere. I hope I hope, I hope there's more to this, you know? Mm-hmm. I hope this ride mm-hmm. isn't isn't done after this you know moment is iteration iteration whatever yeah man dude i mean what an episode we went to the world and back again you know if if 2012 the way we talked about it earlier was not the distinct moment where we went from the age of pisces to the age of aquarius at least in our episode in our podcast we can say episode 29 yeah. Was I think when we went from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius within our podcast. I would agree completely. This is the entry <laughs> this into might the, be the age of Aquarius, yeah. We just we just broke we just went into the act break of our <laughs> large podcast narrative here. Hell yeah. Um Ooh, All right, team. I hope you guys had a good time listening to this one. This was an an old fashioned classic. Yeah. Nothing new. A po- just... Apologies to anyone whose realities we just fucking crushed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's kind of what we're doing. <laughs> that, that was the goal. That was the goal. Um, yeah. All right, folks. Uh, well, you can you can get a hold of us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can also email us at hegelianfriendshipsimulator at gmail.com. Please do. Please do. Um, please let us we know. We want to hear any yeah. thoughts. There are no any dumb thoughts. questions or thoughts allowed. JK. There are no dumb questions or thoughts. Please, anything. Anything yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll catch you next week. Okay. Yeah. We love you. Appreciate all, all of you. Yeah. Adios. Adios.